I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I am Blake Harrison and joining me as ever is the wonderful, the beautiful, the regal, Stuart Whiffin. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Regal. I'm loving that. Regal, I've never yeah. been called Regal. Yeah, you know, I think you could be. I've been watching a lot yeah. of House of Dragon lately, so I'm just kind of seeing everyone with crowns on their heads, or with their heads chopped off, basically. That's kind of what's going on. Welcome to the arena, Stuart the Regal Eagle Whiffin. That's what I'm coming out as. Regal Eagle. That's going to be my... <laughs> yeah. <That> sounds terrible. <laughs> the Regal Eagle. Oh, dear. Well, we've got a good guest today, right? We have. We've got a fantastic guest today. Um, we've had them on the show before, so check out a previous interview. We haven't. Well, I have. Uh, and you flew solo, didn't you? I did fly solo. A lone for, eagle. For once. The regal eagle was away. <laughs> the regal eagle was away. And the, the pathetic <laughs> eagle was here on his own. Um, but, um, but yeah, so we, we have a, a previous interview with this, uh, with this person before. Go and check that out. Um, but this one is, is really interesting because it's prior to a huge, huge Cage Warriors event. Um, Cage Warriors one four five, where he's taking on Paul Hughes in a rematch. Of course, I'm talking about Jordan the Epidemic Buchenic. Mm, and it's a it's a cracking natter. Um, should we just get on with it? Let's just get on with it, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan the Epidemic Buchenic. Jordan Buchenic, it's lovely to have you on the show, mate. Um, look, before we get into our, our little chat. Uh, I've got to just say a few things about the event coming up. It's Cage Warriors 145 in London on Friday, November 4th at the Indigo at the O2. The event's also going to be on uh, UFC Fight Pass and I think there's limited tickets available. So if you want your tickets, don't miss out. Go to cagewarriors.com and get your tickets because this is the biggest rematch in, in Cage Warriors history, isn't it, Jordan? And firstly, mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. And yeah, um, one of the biggest fights in European MMA, I would say. <clears throat> well, before we get on to that, we're going to go have, have a dig, a, a real deep dig into the uh, into what's coming up. But when you first come on the show, I was on holiday, so I've not met you before, Jordan. Uh, so hello. Um, and one of the things that Blake uh, and you spoke about on the podcast was not long after that chat, 
there was another another baby in the Vichenic household. Has has things? Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, uh, Grace, six months now, and he's um, yeah, he's doing good. He's throwing punches and kicks already. So um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Lovely. How's the sleep been? Because that was one thing you said that because you've already got a. a, a uh, is it a stepson or stepdaughter that you've already got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step stepson already. You've yeah. already got a stepson, but you said you missed a lot of the sleepless nights because you kind yeah. of came into their life when they were about five, six months old, something like that. Yeah. But you've had the sleepless nights now. I'm assuming. How's yeah. that been? Yeah, it's been alright. I would say that's the only thing that Paul Hughes does better than me uh, in terms of fighting is is the sleep and the recovery. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it's been good. He's not been, I say that, he's not been too bad. He, my missus says he's hes terrible for sleeping, but um, you just crack on with it, don't you? Yeah. Has, has she been good? Has she been like, you've got a fight coming up, so I'll do a lot of the night feeds and kind of let you sleep a little bit? Yeah, she has, to be fair. I will give That's her that. Good. She has been. If he's ill or anything and he's screaming, she's... I say I'll go up with him. She's like, no, no, no. You fought your fight. You need to rest. So, oh, yeah, that, well, that's good. great. That's that's Lovely. a wonderful thing that your relationship can have. That that it's because it's a sort of in a way, it's sort of like a team, isn't it? You are all helping yeah. each other, and yeah. And I'm sure yeah. once the fight's done, you'll be doing all the night feeds and all everything exactly. else. <laughs> I think she just wants me to get into the UFC so I can be rich, so she can spend all my money. That's why she's doing it. <laughs> well, let's hope that happens. Let's hope that happens. I mean. In terms of the last fight you had um, against against James Hendon, who stepped in, I think, uh, uh, a bit late notice for Paul Hughes because this fight was made before earlier in the year. Uh, it sadly fell through because Paul had injuries with his, with his neck and I think James Hendon stepped in. You went out there, got a phenomenal finish in, in, in that second round. But the thing that I really wanted to ask you was, am I right in thinking that was your first fight in front of a crowd for a long time because didn't you win the belt and everything and it was uh empty arenas or, or sort of empty arenas yeah. so i mean how yeah, how was um, that because the, the crowd was I, I actually re-watched the fight yesterday the crowd is buzzing and it's a very pro vuchenic crowd they are really going for it i mean the atmosphere looked brilliant um yeah. how how was it for you fighting in front of a crowd for the first time in ages in such a big fight after having uh some time off how was that? Was it nerve nerve wracking, or were you okay with it? Do you know what? It, it was it was amazing. It was it was more than I could have ever thought because my, the only fight I had on Cage Wars with the crowd was my debut, and I weren't that big back then. So I think I sold maybe max one hundred and fifty tickets. Um, so you know, since the lockdown, fighting behind closed doors, I was building so much of this big buzz, and then um, yeah, then I had the fight, and I, it was. I was never expecting it to be as big as it was, you know, thousands of people there going absolutely crazy. So that's why I took so long on the walkout, you know, I just had to, to sort of take a step back and take it all in before I fought. So, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So you're going to get that again. And we've also seen that Paul's got a huge noisy Irish fan base. So what are you expecting walking out this time? I'm expecting it just to be even more crazy and even louder. Um, I'm sure that the Irish fans will be drowned out by mine this time. I, I can guarantee that. Well, that, I mean, that will be a really, well, it'd be an exciting place to be. It'd be an exciting place to watch it on the TV because the, the crowds really do add to that. You see that with like when the UFC has their like apex cards and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it just feels a little bit more dead. Whereas, when the crowd's buzzing like what it was at UFC 280 recently, or like particularly the London cards, we were lucky enough to go to London cards. 
it just makes such a difference. And it feels like it yeah. gives the fighters that little bit more, uh, yeah. for want of a better expression, juice. I don't mean illegal juice. I mean, just, you know, that emotional stuff where you just go, God, you're just going to give it an extra 10% or something like that. Do you, do you find that? Does the crowd bring something more out of you? Yeah, I feel that. And especially, you know, maybe moments that aren't there, you think you've hit them, the crowd goes crazy. Maybe it makes you think, oh, I need to get after a bit more. So, yeah. yeah, like you said, it gives you that extra juice. It gives you that extra push to just put that little bit more oomph into everything um, and just get after it, I think. I think that's what the crowd does. They sort of almost stay on to go after it. Is is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like because if you know you you, you crack them with a good shot and you hear that roar, it's got to be hard not to get that rush and just think right, I want more of this. And like you know, are your corner generally trying to get heard over the crowd? Go whoa whoa whoa, whoa like, don't rush in. Like yeah, you know, yeah, where, I, where are you at with that? Yeah, I suppose so. It, it is. It's hard for any fighter, you know, when you land a good shot to not go for that kill because you think, oh, I can I can I can get it done now as long as. As much as you've trained to go the full distance and you're as fit as you can be, every fighter would love that quick early finish. So it's hard to not chase it. Um, the only thing is with people along uh, with the level of me and Hughes, you know, you can't chase that finish too much because you can get yourself hurt. As you've seen with the O'Malley Yan fight at the weekend. Yeah. O'Malley cracks him, gets after him. Next minute, he gets cracked himself and dropped yeah. back. So that's that's when you when you're fighting at this sort of level, it's. That that's few and far between. Those things can happen. So, um, I mean, it, it it's good in a way because it might push you to get the finish, or it might push you to get yourself finished. So, just depends. Yeah, I mean, one of the other things is, is this is a high pressure fight. You know, it's uh, it's unifying the Cage Warriors uh, uh, featherweight belts. So maybe you just see it as a title defense because yeah. Paul's the interim champ, but you've defended your undisputed title in that site since he became the the interim champ because of injury. Um, is there also a UFC contract on the line here? Finally, I think last time we spoke, we spoke about, you know, your fight and the UFC contract. Do you, do you expect this, the winner of this fight to be, and obviously you're thinking it's going to be yourself. It, 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 are you getting a UFC contract after this fight? Do you think? I expect that, but I expect it after the last one. So only time will tell. Yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not making any promises to the missus like I did the last yeah. time. I promised I'd be signed by the UFC by yeah. this time. So um, I just need to, need to see how, how it goes. I have one more fight on the contract after this one, and we'll just see if I need to fight that fight or if I move on. Is it is it UFC or bust? Or, or, or you know, are there considerations for PFL, Bellator? And that's pretty much UFC or bust. I, I've always been that yeah. way. Um yeah, I've always been that way. So I just got to stay tunnel vision and headstrong with that. That that is my, um, that's all my cards on the table. You know, is to be in the UFC. Yeah. What about the uh, the, the the original fight itself? Have you, have you rewatched your original fight with Paul? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And yeah, I, I watched it again the other day um, for the first time in a while. Really? What, what what are the positives you take from your performance and what are the things that you also think, ah, I need to improve on that if I'm going to get a, uh, a, a more definitive victory? The, the biggest thing I took away from it is that's not me anymore. Um, the person that fought Hughes the last time. And, and honestly, I mean that in every sense of the word. Um, that is looking back at that fight and now I'm not even close to that at the gym. Now we've got a new wrestling coach and new striking coach and all these things and people that weren't with me back then. And my coaches told them, watch the fight back him and Hughes the first one, see if you can pick out anything. And both of them come to me and said, you're not even the same fighter anymore. So there's no point in even looking at that fight. And, um, that's how I feel exactly this, exactly that. Um, it's not even, me and that guy are chalk and cheese who fought Hughes the first time. Bad footwork on the first one, moving too much, trying to get after it too much. Um, just a completely different fighter. And a lot more matured as well as a as a man, you yeah. know. I was 24 back then. I'm 26 now, nearly 27. I've had my son. Just so much has changed. that My body's changed so much since then as well, you know. I, I feel like I had a boy's body now. and Now I'm slowly turning into that sort of man strength getting that man that manly framing what the fight was 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 obviously very close uh last time um do you think this time with the changes that that you you know that you've just mentioned there in in yourself as a a person and as a fighter do you think this one's going to go to the judges no i don't think so no and and like i said um to Blake, the last time, you know, I, I need it not to go to the judges again. Same with the Hendon one. Um, I think what I a lot of the time do is I just think, yep, there's five rounds. So, um, you know, I've, I've got plenty of time to work into this. Whereas that's not what the guys in the UFC are wanting to see. That's not what the fans want to see. They're wanting to see guys that are willing to lay it all on the line and go for the finishes. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be looking to do that and not in a not in a stupid way looking for finishes, but, you know, just looking for that killer shot and, and looking for those killer sequences to get the job done. When I look back at that fight, I hope Paul doesn't mind me saying this. I'm not trying to badmouth him or anything, but there's a couple of moments that really stood out to me, and those were, particularly the first one, was cage grabs. Yeah. Did, do you notice that when you're re-watching the fight? And is that something in your head where you're like, in the back, are you going to have a quick word with a Goddard or, or someone else and just go... Careful of them cage grabs because he's done it before. Yeah, well, well, at the time in the fight, I didn't realise he did it, you know. I just mm. picked him up and I thought to myself, fucking hell, he's got good balance as <laughs> this old boy does. And then it went until I watched it back and I thought, you cheeky bastard. But 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that I have Goddard for the for the um, for the ref for this fight because I know he is standing with things like that and he won't be letting it get away. But yeah. uh, also as well. I hope that he shoots in on me and gets a deep double and I'm going to hold that fence. And even if I don't need to use the fence to stay up, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not going to do it to the point where I get a point deduction or anything, but um, there's going to be that odd time where I'm going to grab that fence. And I'm just going to look at him and say, oh yeah, oh yeah. But there is a weird thing in MMA at the moment because it seems like it's a... Uh, other sports, you'd be like, you know, you commit a foul, you you get a yellow card, you give away a free kick, or you 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 know whatever it might be. In MMA, it does seem like you can do a tiny little cheat and sort of just get away with it, whether it's like a fence grab or sometimes a groin strike. Something. I mean, I, I do think most of the groin strikes are by <laughs> accident, but. Fence grabs seem intentional and they have a big yeah. impact on the rest of the fight. Like in my head, I, me and Stu talked about this only recently on one of our episodes where we were saying, I feel like if someone grabs the fence, the action should be stopped. They should go, right, person that was going to get the takedown, you've got the choice. You can either go back to like a clinch, keep it on the feet, yeah. or you can put them down on the floor and you're in their guard and then you reconvene the action. Because taking a point when you've got the 10-point must system, it is very harsh, and it does feel like you want a few fouls before you actually take a point, unless it has a real impact on the fight, like a really bad eye poke, groin strap, whatever it is, or like the illegal knees and stuff like that. But when it comes to the fence grab, I just think it would be a really simple solution to go, right, you've grabbed the fence, you've prevented the takedown, let's put you where you would have been if you didn't grab the fence. Do, Do you think something like that would work well, or do you think that's not a great idea? Yeah, no, I do think that because especially, you know, the first fence grab, it, it, it was clear that he was getting took down, hence why he used yeah. the fence to keep himself up. Yeah, it would have been good to have sort of said, right, stop, listen, you to it. That was clearly a takedown. And yeah, like you said, starting in that neutral position in the guard, you know, yeah. you can't say, yeah, we're going to start you down them in full mount. But no. definitely, at, 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 the, at the bare minimum, starting in their guard would be... Um, yeah, I think that would be suitable. But it wasn't even the first fence grab that's the bad. The first fence grab's the real blatantly obvious one. But um, in the second round, when I have him in the standing head and arm, our leg ripped him and I was going to take him down. And he held the fence and he did get a warning from the ref. The action weren't stopped. Mm. But the ref said, one more fence grab, I'm going to take a point. But the fight would have been finished there if he hadn't grabbed the fence because I had him in a locked-in head and arm choke. I would have leg raped him and we'd have landed and I'd have finished that submission, I'm telling you. Well, I mean, I wouldn't want to doubt you because we saw the head and arm choke against Hendon, didn't you? You got that kind of like clinch position and then got round to the back, which was a beautiful transition to watch. Is is that something you you work on a lot in fights, that kind of... Because you don't see it very often, those kind of like standing head and arm choke positions and then go straight to like a back take or something. I don't feel like I see that very often. No, I'm just very naturally athletic. Uh, I always have been as a child, you know. I was one of those people that could turn my hand to any sport and I'd be um, really good at it. Um, and it's just took in years and years of doing the grappling, doing the MMA. And um, it, in the beginning, that was sort of my go-to, was being this athletic, scrambly guy. And now I've sort of, I've got my base down, I've got my um, technique down and those things can just come um, now and then in the moment, you know. And, and it looks spectacular when it comes um so i've always just sort of got those um yeah in my back pocket uh so to speak i'm one of those guys um 
you know when someone does something crazy and they flip out of a position and you're, they're on their feet all of a sudden and everyone goes, how the fuck did you just do that? I'm one of those guys that do that every single day in the gym. So these um, crazy um, jumping things are, are nothing new to me. You mentioned that um, there's new coaches uh, involved in your, your camp for this uh, this fight. Tell me about what the most notable changes are in this camp from, let's say, the first time that you fought Paul Hughes. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've come away with is is the footwork, really. I think my my footwork against Hughes the first time was just all over the place. Um, it wasn't really doing me any favours, but it, I'm, I'm always about building off of the last performance. And my fight before Hughes was against Steve Aimable. And the thing I took away from that is I didn't move my head. You know, I kept my head on the centre line and I kept getting um, countered for it. And um, going into the Hughes fight, I was so head orientated. I wanted to make sure my head was moving so much that I weren't focused on my feet underneath me. So when my head was moving so much, my feet were moving with my head to try to sort of counteract it and keep my balance. And it just wasn't a good sort of um, formula for that fight. But that's been a big thing, you know, sitting down on the shots. If you see any of my videos, I'm a lot more sat down. I'm... If I could release footage of training, of of some of the things that have been happening in training, you know, I, I'd I'd be a very popular man because there'd be a lot of highlight real things that people would like to see. But I'll never do that to my training partners. But yeah, just since I've been sitting down on the shots, everything's just come alive. You know, the power's come alive, the, the speed, everything, and uh, I'm, I'm I really am excited to show it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, um, even when you was talking about fence grabs, and, and there's been so much chat and hype about you know the, the, the rivalry and this rematch, but even when you talk about fence grabs and, and, and the previous fight, there's still a smile on your face. Like um, th- there's obviously mutual respect between you both. But what do you really think of Paul Hughes? I've said this many times. I've said it to him. You know, I actually do like him as a person, and I like him as a fighter. You know, I'm a fan of his style. Um, but this is just something that needs to be that needs to be done. It needs to be written that um, I got the job done. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, I've said it in, in many, many interviews, you know, immediately after the fight, I thought I'd lost. You know, I said to Hughes, when the, 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 when the decision went my way and got my hand raised, I said to him in the cage, you know, look, I thought you had that one. And, you know, looking back at it, a lot of the times I do think it, a lot of the times I think, yeah, do you know what? He did win that. And then there's the odd time where I think, nah, I did win that. So I've got to go out there for me, you know, and I've got... I know that, like I said, John, I'm not that fighter anymore, but I know I'm levels, levels um, above what I showed in that fight. And 
I'm just really excited for next week to go out and show it. And I'm I'm excited to do it with a smile on my face. You know, the first time there was bad intentions, whereas this time there's just tunnel vision of knowing what I'm going to do. Well, uh, we had a, a massive card uh, this Saturday, just gone UFC 280. Did you get to watch any of that or were you just busy trying to sleep and be dead? No, I did watch it, to be fair, uh, because it was on UK time. That's why I watched yeah. it. I never watched the UFCs as well, but I did. I watched the full card, yeah. Is there any moments from that that you found inspiring or made you go, oh, I can't wait to get to the gym uh, the next day or looking forward even more so to your fight? Were there any moments that stood out to you from that card? Yeah, the Bilal Muhammad fight, you know. I was really yeah. high on that short Brady and, and to see the sort of progression that he's had from watching fights of his before, that sort of gave me that boost of like, yeah, look, he's done it. He's went out and looked 10 times the fighter. Um, Sean Brady had such a hype going in there and Bilal went out and, you know, just looked like a killer. And, yeah. and I'm thinking that's sort of how it's going to go for me, you know, just look like you've just changed so much um, as a fighter. Um yeah, I'm just excited. But that was that was a, that was a good fight to watch, and that was a good finish from him. Lovely shots. Yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah. Do, so, do you? Absolutely. I think Stu's already slightly alluded to this, but is there a prediction? Is there a specific uh, way that this fight finishes, or round that this finishes in? Anything like that? Yeah, I, I really do think I'm going to finish him. I think I'm going to finish him with maybe not so much one clean shot, but I think a cluster of shots. You know just constant i think i'm just going to break him down from start to finish and um i do see it ending with punches you know um whether that's going to be a body shot or a head shot it just it's going to depend what's going to land flush on him but i do think it's going to be with punches nice one wonderful wonderful well look we've we've, we've taken up quite a lot of your time already uh <laughs> and um um like Paul as well, we're, we're fans of both of you, and uh, and we can't wait to see this fight. And and honestly, best of luck, Jordan. No, thank you, and, and thanks ever so much for for coming on the show today. Thank you. No, thanks for having me on, boys. Yeah, best of luck, mate. All the best and love to the family as well. Ah, no, thank you. Right, you still take care. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. There you go, Jordan Vucenic. What an absolutely delightful young man. And make no mistake, an absolute killer. Um, it's just it's just fired me up for, for more of this, Blake. Absolutely. I, I can't wait for Cage Warriors. Yeah, I mean, th- this fight, there was probably even more hype around it the first time it was booked. And I think I've heard Jordan say on, on other interviews that maybe because the fight dropped out, there's not as much like kind of like media coverage of it and stuff like that but make no mistake this is a huge huge fight both these guys are absolutely fantastic both of them have got like wins over Morgan Charrier Uh, they've fought before in an incredibly close fight uh, that sometimes as I think Jordan just said sometimes he watches it and thinks Paul won that fight sometimes he watches it and thinks he won that fight it's a really hard fight to call. We were discussing it before the interview. Like, yeah. We weren't sure kind of which way it went from time to time. It's a really close fight from two young, brilliant uh, Irish and UK fighters that, you know, you're looking at them and going, these guys should really be signed to the UFC and be given a chance yeah. at the highest level. The winner of this fight 
it would be an absolute travesty if they're not given a UFC contract at the end of this fight, as far as I'm concerned. So this is one of those fights where you get on it now. Watch this fight because you're going to see someone that is going to end up in the UFC and not just end up in the UFC, but hopefully do really well in the UFC. Um, When we went to when we went to Cage Warriors, Blake, um, during lockdown, well, during the kind of the gap in lockdown, or was it just coming out? I can't remember. Um, But it was an empty York Hall, and and we, we was up in the. Up in the chairs, wasn't we? Like on our own, just sitting there like a couple of loners. Um, but what what I took from that was all of the posters around the venue of all of the fighters from Cage Warriors that are now in the UFC or have been in the UFC, and it's impressive. You know, yeah. there's some legit legends. Obviously, we, we, we can't not mention Connor, Bispin, Joanna, all of these fighters that have come through. Dan Hardy, they've all come through... Um, uh, Paddy, Paddy uh, and Molly recently as Paddy well. Paddy and Molly, Jack Shaw, you know, there's so many like incredible champs um, that have, have gone into the UFC and, and I definitely think, and I hope the loser of, the, uh, of this upcoming fight doesn't lose their opportunity to, to, to fight in the UFC as well. I think hopefully if they, the loser of this fight gets one more high level win and, and yep. that opportunity presents itself to them as well because as we've said before, both top fellas and both high, high level mixed martial artists. Um, and so yeah, this is all going down at Cage Warriors 145. 145 events, props to Cage Warriors. And it's obviously at the Indigo at the O2 in London on Friday, November the 4th. If you can't get tickets, there is a few tickets left, so try and go. Honestly, Blake and I have been to the Cage Warriors events. They're absolutely fantastic. Go there if you can. If not, fear not. It's live on UFC Fight Pass. So go check it out on Fight Pass if you can't get down to the Indigo. Are we done? I believe we're done. Right. Also, just quickly, um, all of them people that we mentioned that have found their way into the UFC from Cage Warriors, we have had chats with most of them. If you like hearing Jordan speak as well, go back and listen to the the long form interview that that, that, that Blake done with Jordan. Oh, that was a great an hour one. Long. That was like the best interview we've ever done. I don't know what it was. There was, there was something that was normally something that's <laughs> normally there in those interviews that just grates on me a little bit. And then, but that interview just smooth and lovely. Just Oh, it was great. Thanks ever so much for listening, people. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Prick.